with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons only being less than a touchdown favorite over the Louisville Cardinals in the upcoming matchup on Saturday, it has many asking, well, just how good is Wake Forest? On today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast, I'm going to tell you why the Demon Deacons are as good as advertised, but also why this is a winnable game for the Louisville Cardinals. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into this episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned in the cold opener on today's episode of the show, we're going to talk about why Wake Forest is as good as advertised, but the Demon Deacons also present a very winnable game for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, We'll then transition into discussing why all eyes will be on Malik Cunningham in uh, what will present itself to be a golden opportunity for the veteran signal caller for the Louisville Cardinals. And then finally, we will discuss um, how the Wake Forest wide receivers present a big challenge for the Louisville defense. So we'll start out with um, kind of the general um, analysis of Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons ranked 10th in the country. Uh, they are 6-1 and one on the season. Coming into this game against Louisville, however, um, really, it's kind of intriguing based upon the spread as of right now. Wake Forest is only a three-point favorite. In fact, on ESPN's Football Power Index, the Cardinals are a 51, or, or, or let me rephrase, they are favored to win this matchup uh, 51.2%. So um, that just makes you wonder, it's like, okay, um, what does... Vegas know or what does ESPN know or what do these odds makers know that we don't um I think really it's just a matter of you're playing a four and three team on the road um Louisville's played well against Wake Forest the past couple years um and then you have uh factoring in just I think Louisville playing a little bit better so maybe that's why it's a little bit more of a of a conservative um more of a conservative uh, point spread in the fact that maybe there's a lot more faith on, on the Louisville side of things when it comes to the odds makers. Um, but truthfully, I think Wake Forest is as good as advertised. And, but at the same time, I think that this is a winnable game for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, you look at what Wake Forest has done this season. Like I mentioned, they're 6-1. and one. Um, Partly, I think they're as good as advertised because they haven't shown really the other way around. I mean, the only loss of the season came in a double overtime loss uh, against Clemson, who um, right now is projected to be in the playoff. They're undefeated. It was a 51-45 to game that just kept going back and forth. So, look, I mean, I, I don't think that that loss was bad by any means. Wake Forest looked like the better team at times. Um, but they ended up losing that game, and they've won the other six. Um Beat VMI, Vanderbilt, and Liberty at the beginning of the season. Granted, it was a one-point victory over Liberty. A a win is a win. And the next three wins, uh, Florida State, they won on the road by 10 
um, beat Army by 35, and then blew Boston College out of the water. So, look, I think that really, in all honesty, I, I'm not so sure that we can say that Wake Forest isn't as good as advertised because there hasn't been anything to suggest that they're not. They're handling business against the opponents on their schedule. Um, defensively, they're not the greatest defense, um, but at the end of the day, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not, you know, justified to be the number 10 team in the country. Offensively, they are the most efficient offense in college football. Number one in the country in yards per point, 10.4 yards per point. Um, trailing right behind the Demon Deacons are the Ohio State Buckeyes. So um, you mix in that efficiency on offense. You have a very, very good quarterback in Sam Hartman, one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. Um, you know, factor in some other solid pieces on that team. Um, rushing wise, they aren't necessarily the greatest rushing team. Uh, Justice Ellison leads the way with 432 yards uh, for the Demon Deacons. Um, he has been with the program three years, um, averaging just under five yards per carry. So although they aren't maybe Boston College level bad rushing the football, Wake Forest is um, you know respectable in that category. So I think that um, the the moral of this whole first part of the first section is just you know putting it out there. I'm just I don't see how I, I don't see how Wake Forest could could not be as good as advertised. Um, you know, tenth in the country. I think they're as good as people think they are. They have a solid offense. Uh, don't let the spread make you overthink in this situation. They have a solid, efficient offense with solid playmakers, a great quarterback, and a respectable defense that um, you know is able to do the job when your offense is scoring over forty points a game. I mean, Wake Forest is a team that really, really. Um, comes into this game and it kind of scares me as a, as a as a Louisville fan because I know what they can do on offense. Um, Wake Forest speaking, um, they're averaging twenty four points per game given up to their opponent, but over you know nearly four hundred and forty yards of offense. Uh, so Wake Forest does what they need to do, but at the end of the day, look, I think that this is a, a winnable game. I think that the spread suggests that. So why is it a winnable game? Well, number one, defensively speaking. You know, Wake Forest has a, a worse defense than Louisville, and that's not saying that Louisville has a terrible defense. But we know the um, we know the struggles of Louisville's defense, especially in the secondary. Wake Forest uh, hasn't necessarily shown to be a lockdown defense, but they're not a defense that gets gashed a lot. Um, you also have. Um, you know, a solid offense at Louisville, I think that, or let me, let me rephrase. You have an offense that has solid potential. If you can start to get it going, um, I think that your offensive line is able to set the tone against this Wake Forest defense. Um, and then you flip the script and you look at Wake Forest offense against Louisville's defense. Um, you know, it's been shown time and time again this season that when the Demon Deacons offensive line is having trouble, um, protecting Sam Hartman, uh, you know, as a direct association, the offense really stalls out and it struggles. And we saw that in the Florida State game where they went up by multiple touchdowns and Florida State almost came back and, and made it an interesting game because the Seminoles were able to put pressure on Sam Hartman. Louisville's number five in the country coming into this game um, in total sacks. Uh, they are one of the uh, best teams when it comes to recording tackles for loss and things of that nature. So you have to just factor in everything, you know, how it presents itself to be. And I think that there's opportunity 
opportunity for Louisville to win this game. Am I saying they're going to? No. Do I think that they're going to? I think prediction-wise, I'd probably pick Wake Forest. Um, but, hey, look, this is an interesting opportunity. Like I mentioned on yesterday's show, there's a lot riding on this game um, for Louisville. Um, the whole past week, I've been very, very adamant that there is some solid opportunity here for Louisville. So, um, look, I think that um, just because it's a winnable game doesn't mean that the Cardinals are going to win. And just because Wake Forest is as good as advertised doesn't mean that they're going to come into this game and score 40 points on Louisville uh, automatically off the bat. I think that you know you can't look at things in such an absolute uh, point of view. Um, I think that... Two things can be true at one time. For Louisville to win this game against a very good Wake Forest team, they're going to have to do a couple things right. Like I mentioned on yesterday's uh, episode of the show, go watch it if you haven't yet. Or I'm sorry, today's episode of the show, go watch it if you haven't yet. Uh, you have to get after Sam Hartman, like I just mentioned. You have to um, succeed in the red zone. I think that that's an opportunity on offense. And you have to play a clean game. Wake Forest is one of the most disciplined teams in the country. They've been that way for the past handful of seasons. They don't commit a lot of penalties. They don't turn the ball over a lot. Now, granted, they don't force a lot of turnovers. They have a, or they do a great job of uh, securing the football and not coughing it up. And that's something that, um, you know, Louisville, it's kind of been the polar opposite in its ways in which the Cardinals have defeated themselves. The harsh reality of the matter is Wake Forest is in a position that they're in the past couple seasons under Dave Clawson because of that discipline on both sides of the football. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They don't get a lot of penalties. Um, they take advantage of forcing turnovers. Uh, they capitalize when they force turnovers. And uh, they're one of the most efficient pass offenses in the country and that's something that's going to be um an uphill battle for the Louisville Cardinals I think that this is a a very uh I mean I think it's a very good idea of where this Louisville passing defense is at because over the past couple weeks I don't necessarily think that Louisville's played all that good of passing offenses I think this ultimately is probably the best passing offense that the Cardinals ha will have gone up to to date very very uh likely that it could be the best passing offense that they will see all season. So I wouldn't necessarily say that Kentucky or Clemson has a better passing offense, um, although people think Will Levis is going to be Josh Allen. Um, I don't necessarily agree, but that is a conversation for a different day. Um, but I don't think that, you know, Kentucky has a better passing offense than Wake Forest. I, I just don't. Um, now, granted, uh, one plays in the SEC, one plays in the ACC, but hey, I'm getting off uh, the train tracks a little bit. Um, want to get uh, back onto the topics of the show. Like I mentioned, I think that this is a a big opportunity here for Louisville. Wake Forest is as good as their number ten ranking suggests that they are, but at the same time, this is a winnable game. They have to have a clean game. They have to play well, and they have to have a consistently solid approach from the very beginning to the very end. And uh, one of the ways that they could come up victorious in this game is a big performance from star quarterback Malik Cunningham, who could definitely um, increase his legacy. And it's not far-fetched to suggest that all eyes are on Malik Cunningham. So um, let's transition into that segment. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. Um, it is extremely simple. You pick two to five players across any team, not just the Cardinals, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy 
to play games out there and you can win cold hard cash in a single game sign up with the promo code locked on that's all one word and underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 dollars. deposit 100 get 100 for free go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or google play um, that's underdog fantasy with the promo code locked on all one word get in on the college football pick em action today Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So transitioning over into the offensive side of things for the Louisville Cardinals, uh, that segment of the show, offensive segment of the show, I should say, Malik Cunningham has a very, very interesting opportunity ahead of him here. Um, Hasn't necessarily had the best uh, start to the season. Um, Hasn't lived up to, I would say, his performance from last season. Um, He's completing 60% of his passes, 94 of 156 passing attempts, um, Let's see, 1,090 yards, five touchdowns to four interceptions. He's been sacked 12 times, does have 80 carries for 503 yards and nine touchdowns. He's leading the Cardinals in the rushing category. But, um, you know, coming back for his final season, the Louisville offense as a whole has struggled. Now, granted, um, you can't put all of those blames on Malik Cunningham because uh, I think that there's been different issues from play calling to offensive line protection at times. Um, just overall the you know penalties and things of that nature in the running back uh, room has kind of um, you know been a revolving door due to entries and stuff like that but needless to say throwing the excuses out the window um, this is a game in which Malik Cunningham it seems like there's going to be a lot of eyes on him in this game because you have the number 10 team in the country at your place you're a six-year senior you have the opportunity here to go out and really, really make a statement and cement your legacy. Look, I am a very, very big advocate for Malik Cunningham. I'm a big Malik Cunningham fan. I am very um, appreciative of what he has uh, given to the University of Louisville over the years. And look, it's not easy being the guy after the guy. You know, Lamar Jackson left. Um, I know it was kind of between Juwan Pass and Malik Cunningham, but Malik Cunningham was the first permanent uh, successor to uh, Lamar Jackson as the quarterback at the University of Louisville. So, um, you know, there was always going to be some really, really tough um, uh, what's the word expectations to put uh, or to deal with, I should say. So I think that Malik Cunningham, who has done a great job of – you're placing himself in contention for various records at, at the at the program's history or in the program's history books. I'm sorry, I can't talk today. So I think that he's done a great job. And I think that is he a perfect quarterback? No, well, nobody is. I think that um, he definitely has his uh, weaknesses as a pocket passer. But put it this way, it could be a lot worse than Malik Cunningham. You know, uh, having Malik be the guy after the guy, it could have been a lot worse. Now, granted, I think that he has really, really been a, um, you know, a bright spot in, in a tough uh, past couple of years for Louisville. I, I do think that, you know, there is a good chance for him over these next six games to cement his legacy. You know, there's a lot of fans out there that are, you know, clamoring um, for, you know, Brock Doman to, to get a shot here um, to – 
get uh, an opportunity to to start because of what he did against Virginia. Now it looks like he might have gotten a little bit of an opportunity in the early second half of Pittsburgh, but Malik Cunningham did come back to play. So um, I don't know. I just think that this is a great opportunity. Um, you know, he hasn't necessarily looked good in the games against Kentucky. Now, granted, one of those was in a monsoon game, um, but regardless, hey, this is a great opportunity to cement his legacy. Um, for him to go out there with a big game and to have a statement game. He really hasn't, in my opinion, had a true statement game yet um, because the the good teams that they've played, um, he's he's been um, he's been okay. Um, I would say, you know, Central Florida was a rough one, but outside of that, I don't think that they've really played all that great of a team. So, yeah, I think that it, it's not far-fetched to say that all eyes are on Malik Cunningham in this matchup. Look, this is a huge matchup. This is a possibility for Scott Satterfield's team to get the biggest win in his tenure as head coach of the Louisville Cardinals. And one of the ways that they're going to be able to do that, or they're let me let me rephrase. One of the things that would happen to be put into a situation is Malik Cunningham is going to have to have a big game. Now, I'm not saying that he has to go out there and throw for over 400 yards and rush for 200 more. He doesn't have to have a Duke-level stat line that he had last year late November. But I do think that he has to have a clean game to where he's not turning the ball over, um, to where he's completing the passes that he needs to complete, making solid decisions in RPO situations, extending drives and making those big-time plays that we know he can make just in a consistent fashion. And um, like I mentioned, not all of it's on him either. I think that you would be um, you know, very unfair to suggest that this is all on Malik Cunningham because it's not. Some of this is on play calling, and 11 players are on the field at one time. But when your offense is has kind of been tailor-made for one player, this is a this is a huge opportunity. And, and you know, it it's not necessarily um you know unfair to suggest that uh, for Louisville to succeed big. They're going to have to have a big performance from Malik Cunningham. So play calling is going to have to be, um, you know, on the ball as well. You're going to have to have some innovative play calling to where, you know, you're getting guys, uh, getting some of your speed guys out uh, in the flat, in open area with the ball in their hands. Um, you know, just overall keeping the Wake Forest defense off balanced. And like I said, even if Malik Cunningham does have a big performance, the Cardinals could still lose because it's going to take a full on big time effort here. So, um, Ultimately, I think that this is a huge opportunity for Malik Cunningham. So with that being said, even if Malik Cunningham has a big performance, defensively you have to uh, make some stuff happen as well. Because um, frankly, I think that um, the Wake Forest receiving core is a tough matchup for the Louisville Cardinals. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, I want to say thank you all once again for making Locked on the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked on the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11+, plus five days a week, your team, every day. The Wake Force receiving core, um, you know, along with Sam Hartman, it scares me, I'll be honest. Um, I think that it's not that not the greatest matchup for the Louisville Cardinals uh, secondary, um, and it's not necessarily so much of a um, criticism of the Louisville secondary. I think it's more so criticism, or not criticism, but it's praise for the the Wake Forest receiving core. Um, as I mentioned, one of the most efficient passing teams in the country um, are the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, led by Sam Hartman. Um, when you look at what Wake Forest um, has been able to do in the passing side of things, 
Uh, they have multiple players that average over 10 yards per reception. Their top three wide receivers, A.T. Perry, Jamal Banks, and Donovan Green, are all over six foot two. We saw what happened when Louisville went up against uh, Johnny Wilson of Florida State in week three. They struggled against a bigger receiver. Um, and now you have three guys that are over 6'2", and they are explosive players, averaging, um, you know, uh, A.T. Perry, 16.4 yards per reception, 14.3 for Jamal Banks, 15.7 for Donovan Green, and all three of those players combined for 15 total touchdowns. So this is going to be a very, very challenging um, assignment for the Louisville defensive backs room as a whole. So I think you're going to have to see guys like Quincy Riley, like MJ Griffin, um, who have you know, made some big-time plays um, when they've gotten their numbers called. And I think that this is a huge opportunity for, for those guys to go out there and really make a name for themselves. Um, A.T. Perry has been a player that I have been very, very impressed with. Over the course of last season and this season, he had over 1,500 yards or something like that last year, I believe. Um, actually, no, it was 12, 1,293. Uh, so, but that goes to show you, I think that, hey, this is a uh, receiver that not only has a ton of size being six foot five, 205 pounds, but he also does a good job of being a big play receiver. And Louisville has been a defense that has really, really, really struggled with, um, you know, just overall um, limiting the big time play. And I think that that's what worries me the most about this secondary is allowing the big time play. Um, now, granted, even if they don't, if you play that zone defense, Wake Forest can definitely uh, dink and dunk down the field, which is what they did last year. And guys like Perry, um, you know, Donovan Green as well, uh, Jamal Banks. And then after that, you know, you have uh, Kishon Williams, who's averaging 6.2 yards per reception. So their top four receivers are averaging over 10 yards a reception. And that's something that's going to be um, – have to be focused on if you're Louisville in this situation because, hey, look, if you give up the big play against this offense that really, really doesn't beat itself, um, that doesn't turn the ball over a lot, that doesn't you know penalize itself a ton with holding calls and false starts and illegal motions and things of that nature, like I mentioned in the first segment, Wake Forest is as good as advertised for a reason, and that's because they are a very disciplined team, especially on offense. Um, you know, with, with the fact that they don't turn the ball over a lot. Um, but also, hey, look, this is a passing attack that led by one of the better quarterbacks in the country in Sam Hartman, in my opinion. I think that I think he's definitely one of the best in the ACC. Maybe, you know, saying in the country might be a little bit of a stretch, but he's very, very good in this offense. He's been in this offense for multiple years now, and it's not far-fetched to suggest that he could definitely have a huge game against the Louisville Cardinals on Saturday. So, look, I think that um, I don't want to sit here and act like Wake Forest is the best passing team in the country or anything like that. And I, I get that it might may sound like that because I basically mentioned that, you know, that they have one of the best ACC quarterbacks. Their receiving room is extremely dynamic. But I think that they're one of the best wide receiving groups in the ACC. They gave Clemson all they could handle right down to the wire. Clemson has a solid defense. Um, they've been able to put up points. They're putting up over 40 points a game. So I think that, hey, look, I mean, it's very, very uh, justified to suggest that. So with that being said, um, you know, it, it's going to come down to uh, – 
it's going to come down to just playing a clean game, playing a disciplined game to where you are um, just handling business, not um, you know penalizing yourself a ton, forcing turnovers, capitalizing off those turnovers. It, a lot of small things play into this. Uh, the Cardinals didn't handle the small things well. That's why they lost by, I think, what, three last year in Winston-Salem. This year, however, a different story. You're playing uh, at Cardinal Stadium, 3.30 kickoff time, an opportunity to get a lot of the fan base back on the Scott Satterfield train, uh, a game that could end up saving Scott Satterfield's job. Looking back on it, you know, it, at the end of the season, who knows? There's a lot riding on this game for the Louisville Cardinals. It's about matter of – it's a matter of um, limiting big plays, getting after the quarterback, capitalizing when you're in the red zone, and just overall, you know, not turning the ball or winning the turnover battle and limiting penalties. So, uh, thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder the uh, the Locked On Sports today is also free on all streaming services. You can uh, find all of the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. There's going to be multiple episodes spanning across the end of this month. There will be an episode tomorrow, maybe one Sunday, but definitely multiple ones on Monday, talking about recruiting, talking about men's basketball, women's basketball, recapping the game against uh, Wake Forest, so on and so forth. So definitely be sure to uh, tune in to all of the um, content on your daily commute, heading to the game, whatever it may be. I know that it's it's a busy weekend with Halloween weekend, so be safe, celebrate accordingly, have fun. Most importantly, go Cards. We'll see you right back here very soon.